Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) On the day that restaurants open back in Jersey. Yes, they do. I mean, I'm surprised you're even here on this podcast right now. I'd, <laughs> you I'd think I should be pub. out to lunch now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mimosas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm... So thanks um, for being here, yeah. Yeah, no, I, apparently there's a, the restaurants are getting quite booked up, so... Yeah, people obviously are um, delighted and ready to break free. <laughs> Doesn't this sound like there'll be like this collection of like crazed kind of overexcited people uh, <laughs> hanging out at the restaurants? Yeah, I think so. Although there is a um, there's a time limit on bookings, so you can only be in a restaurant for two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, actually, that's not bad. Two and a half. Although, no, to be honest, though, like that is a bit of a kind of curtails like the drinks before, perhaps maybe takes one of the yeah. courses off. So the, mm. you know the way you would normally kind of go out and you'd maybe kind of meet people for drinks first and then mm. kind of have dinner and then maybe have a drink afterwards. So there's none of that. Yeah. It is literally just you go in, you've got a two mm. and a half hour booking and that's it. Oh my gosh. But that is better than nothing at all. So oh. I'm certainly not going to complain. Oh my gosh. Well, you're carrying all the hopes and dreams of all of us <laughs> over here who are in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's no, there's no longer a kind of all day dining or all day sessions. That's not going to happen. For now. (gasps) For now, yes. For now. Oh, very Mm. good. Well, our hopes and dreams are with you. Thank you. Yeah. And how is freedom in Canada? Ah, well, you know, tempered enthusiasm. It was nice to get out of the house and to see other people. Yeah. It's immediately busy again. And I have to say the gorgeous thing, it's been snowing. It's even snowing now. It's kind of a pain in the ass, to be honest, like when you always have to clear off your car. But mm. it has been lovely to be back here in Canada mm. for the winter because it's I haven't had like a good winter sustained freeze snow session. So that mm. has been lovely. I'm back seeing patients. So I'm actually in clinics doing sort of a combination of virtual and in clinics. So it's yeah. nice to see patients again, which is very lovely. Yeah. All the madness going on, you know. Everybody's up to shenanigans is what I can say, because I see the product of shenanigans coming in for medical care when uh, when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> so so the shenanigans good. haven't stopped. <laughs> oh, no. The shenanigans, they keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we so, are no, human after good. all. <laughs> we, You know what? That's a beautiful thing. We are human. And, you know, if you coop us up and we're just going to find other ways to do our shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. the beautiful thing about humans. <laughs> so, you know, I think everything is good. I will say, you know, we say this every time, the mental health of everybody is under such strain right now. Mm. And I just want to validate everyone who is feeling like, am I the only person who feels a little undone? Well, no, you. we are all struggling. So I just wanted to say to everyone... I'm sending my love and my care and just hopefully this summer is going to be the reprieve. But if you're feeling shitty right now, um, yeah. yep, we're all there with you. Yeah, we're all indeed, there indeed. Yeah. We just have to take the rough with the smooth and yeah. try and find moments of joy where we can. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's hop over to the correspondence desk and see what the desk of love is coming up with today. Well, let's indeed. <laughs> so this week, on the old love desk, we have 
15 questions that can predict whether your relationship will last. Oh, interesting. Okay, Mm. good. Let's hear this. So would you like to know what they are? Yeah, I'm a little scared though. One of these days I'm going to ask you, do you want to know this? And you're going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this would be the time where I may not because in my relationship, what if I do my 15 questions and realize like, actually, I'm in the wrong relationship? Well, that could happen. It could happen. I know this is a little risky. Okay, let's go anyways. Let's give it a whirl and see. Okay, so the first question is, does your partner make you a better person? And do you do the same for them? I think this is the only question. This is lovely. This is <laughs> that's the your, question. That's all you need. You don't need 15. You just need one. No. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Through all the shit that me and my dude went through, this is the thing that brought us back. This is the thing that, you know, when I think about all my other options out there, yeah. this is the hardest one to find. Yeah. Because my dude aligns with my values. He makes me a better person because he sees what makes me great. Oh, that's mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah. Very good. What do you think about this one? I'm sorry, I'm, I know this is like 14 more to go, but I'm like, oh no, hold up, hold up. <laughs> like, stop the press. <laughs> yeah. So I actually went through these questions with my partner and he said for sure, he definitely thinks that I make him a better person. I said, I don't know about the, does he make me a better person bit, but I definitely do know that he makes my life better. Mm. So that was the conclusion that I came oh. to. Very nice. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is, are you and your partner both comfortable with sharing your feelings, relying on each other, being close and able to avoid worrying about whether the other person will leave? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because a lot of us come like, you know, in relationship coaching, a lot of people come with a lot of fear. There's a a lot of behaviors that are driven by an insecurity that the other person is going to leave or cheat on them or that they don't love them. Exactly. And I think if we're not fully committed to the relationship, then it's never going to work. So I think for me, this question is actually quite important because you need to feel safe and secure in your relationship and you need to be, you need to both commit to it. I agree. And without this, it's certainly if it's one-sided and one person doesn't feel like they're committed to, then it kind of makes them a lot of behaviors come out that make them feel yeah. like needy and crazy. Yeah. Because they're just seeking that uh, security. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. So the next one is, do you and your partner accept each other for who you are without trying to change each other? That's the last frontier. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, no. <laughs> but you're. do you have to get all 15 questions for you to make it? Or can you get like 12 out of 15 I think you can probably get 12 out of 15. Oh, perfect. Okay, that that one, not yet. (laughs) So that's, yeah, you're fine so far. (laughs) Um, When disagreements arise, do you and your partner communicate respectfully and without contempt or negativity? Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. You know, contempt, it's so funny. We've kind of circled that one in Mm. the last podcast as well as like the contempt, the nails in the coffin. Yeah. That is so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've talked before about conflict and it's not that conflict is bad it's how you deal with it so this is where this question I think emphasizes that isn't it so you Mm -hmm. are going to have differences you are going to have disagreements Mm -hmm. and that's okay but it's how you deal with it it's how you approach it and you're going to get hurt by your you're going to feel hurt by your partner you're going to feel hurt disappointed resentful but you have a choice just like you all say is the choice of the language and the way that you communicate with your partner yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah Mm-hmm. Um, do you and your partner share decision making power and influence in the relationship mm. 
That's an interesting one. We were a no on this one. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, now I'm I'm curious, Sarah, who's the one who wears the decision-making pants? I think oh, I know the answer. Well, what do you think? Oh, I think it's you. <laughs> I think my other half's quite like laid back about stuff. So he's just oh. like, yeah, just like whatever. We'll do whatever oh. you want. <laughs> okay. But oftentimes it's like the important, like sometimes it's like the everyday and some person yeah. says, look, I don't care. So why don't you, but maybe sort of the more important decisions, is yeah. it fair to say? Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, we were a bit tongue in cheek about, about it. So yeah, <laughs> you're right on the big stuff. Then it is important yeah. that you've got some shared decision making there. Mm-hmm. Is your partner your best friend and are you theirs? We've talked about this. We have indeed. It's complicated. Mm. What do you think? But I do think it's important to be friends. I think that's kind of a big part of the relationship. I think the whole best friend thing is a bit, Mm -hmm. you know, talked about the fact that you can have multiple best friends. So, But Mm -hmm. it is important, I think, that you have the same relationship with your partner that you would with other other friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say. Do you and your partner think more in terms of we and us rather than you and I? Mm. Now... I disagree a little bit with this question because oh, wow. I think it's important to still have some independence and to be able yeah. to to still be yourself and not feel like you are 100% connected all the time. Mm-hmm. But I guess when it comes to things like, you know, thinking about your future and then some again, going back to kind of the really important stuff, then mm-hmm. it's important that you're together and connected. Mm-hmm. Would you and your partner trust each other with the passwords to social media and bank accounts? Fuck no. <laughs> well, mine is a hell no. Because you, no. you know my situation on um, my own financial independence yeah. and um, and privacy. So I said I would probably struggle with that. No, I mean, actually, to be honest, that's where my independence lies. And I, and I don't, we don't check our phones. We don't know. We've both got yeah. password protection on our phones. Like... It's so funny that like that is coming up as a value because um, independence and privacy are really important because just because we're together doesn't mean we own each other. Yeah. And that's been a really important distinction for us. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So yeah. he could have a whole bunch of like bank accounts in the Caymans and, you know, have like a harem <laughs> running in, I don't know, Grenada or something like that. And I would not know. <laughs> and good that has, I don't. If he has, can we reap some of the rewards? <laughs> well, I would like that, yeah. What is it like when your partner gets uh, caught up on tax fraud and and then you can kind of plead uh, spousal innocence or something like that? Yeah. I plead spousal innocence. I'm like, I don't know the passwords. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. <laughs> no, it's clue. not me. <laughs> no, wasn't me. Exit stage left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you and your partner have good opinions of each other without having an overinflated positive view? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because, you know, you get to a certain stage where it's like there's a genuine, there's an authenticity in your compliments. It's like because it's tempered by reality, like, you know, because they know everything about you, all your flaws and stuff. And they still yeah. they'll still say something like you know, you're really good at this. Or, or or perhaps they'll sort of refer you to a friend to say, look, my partner is really great at this. You should speak to them. They can help you out. And that that's an authentic mm. endorsement or compliment. Yes. A recognition without being overly inflated. Yeah. Yeah. But my other half is insanely positive oh. <laughs> as a person, oh. just in general. When we first met, I did say to him, you were way too happy. There's something not right there. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm slowly kind of whittling him down over the years so he's less positive than he used to oh, be. Oh, very good. Good work, Sarah. <laughs> You've done a, the job for the ma- Good for you. <laughs> Taking one for the team, basically. <laughs> Do your close friends, as well as your partners, think that you have a great relationship that will stand the test of time? That's a super great question. That gets into like an earlier podcast that we talked about, you know, when your partner's real shit, but yeah. yet your friends don't tell you. Yeah. You may not decide to break up with somebody because your friends are like, he's a dick. Mm. But if they're like, he's great, that's actually a nice thing to, that's a nice reality check. Yeah. I think that your friends are more likely to tell you that something's good if they feel like it's good than mm-hmm. they are to tell you that something's bad if they feel like it's bad. Mm, nice good yeah so so I guess if your friends aren't saying that your relationship's great you kind of know that it's the opposite yeah exactly (laughs) that's so interesting yeah is your relationship free from red flags like cheating jealousy and controlling behavior yeah (laughs) um yep that's a hard one do you and your partner share the same values when it comes to politics, religion, the importance of marriage and the desire to have children or not, and how to parent? Well, that's a mixed bag of things. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny because I, I think it's really important to be on the same page about things that you're going to do together, like have children yes. or not. Yeah. Politics are tricky because there are yeah. instances of people who hold different political views and they're together. It's not common, but it is possible. Yeah, and religion as well. I do think that you can have oh different views gosh, about yeah. those things. But Hell you're right, yeah. if it's something that you're going to do together, like getting married or having kids or not having kids, or when it comes to kind of shared values around parenting, I think those things are important because that's oh, yeah. where you could get some real difficult situations. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you and your partner willing to sacrifice your own needs, desires and goals for each other without being a doormat? Mm, That's a tricky balance. Yeah. It's a tricky balance because the thing is, is, and I'll say like, I think that when you start off early in your relationship, like doormat tendencies are quite common, especially sort of on one side. And I think Mm. it takes a lot of maturing, introspection and frankly, coaching to start to step into your own and start yeah. to really establish healthy boundaries, which is mm. not pushing somebody away, but encouraging them to meet the real authentic you. Yeah. Because when you are a doormat, that's not you being you. That's you silencing yourself and saying, yeah. I'm not going to tell the other person what I need or who yeah. I am. Or, or saying that actually you're not good enough to have your own needs met. Yes. So I'm going to address all of yours instead. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Do you and your partner have agreeable and emotional stable personalities? I don't know why I have immediate problems with this because like, <laughs> there are people who are very outgoing and extroverted. There's people who are introverted and that makes sense. I don't know why there has to be sync of personalities. So I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's saying that they have to be in sync. I think it's saying are you both kind of emotionally stable as people, as human beings. Oh, that's true. That speaks to then like the importance of being able to do your own work to be able to, you know, really look at past traumas or dealing with your own emotions that you may have brought into the relationship. And certainly Mm -hmm. it says that the relationship isn't going to fix something that might not have been sort of sorted out before you started things. Yeah, absolutely. And the final one you will like. Mm -hmm. Sexual compatibility? No. Yes. Oh, no, you're kidding me. <laughs> On the I money. Got... So are oh you gosh. and your partner sexually compatible? Oh, my gosh. This was written for me. <laughs> yes, that's lovely. Yeah, I love this. 
Yeah. And <sighs> and disclaimer, you know, just because it starts off hot doesn't mean that you can't sort of do the old fading thing. But then you yeah. sort of like we've been talking about, you sort yeah. of really lean into communication and connection with your other half so that you can on a platform of sexual compatibility, but just knowing it's never it's not going to remain easy. There is going to be work into it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. If you've answered yes, I think to the majority of them, I don't know that you have to answer well, yes to all out of 15. 15. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think if you've got, I can see why those questions would be a good barometer. And as relationship coaches, you know, we're often asked about, do you think that will last? People kind of yeah. really struggle, don't they, with, have I met the one? Is this the right relationship for me? Yeah. So there's maybe some good questions there to give you some food for thought. I am thinking. <laughs> and actually, and it's nice. I'm like, yeah, okay, that, that really does resonate for sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that was uh, this week's relationship news. This did not disappoint. Ah, <laughs> Thank good. you. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we um, hop on over to the hot topic? That sounds good. Okay. Still needing some hotness because it's still balls ass cold over here in Canada. So, yes, please. <laughs> well, yeah, we've warmed up slightly. Hopefully. Oh. <laughs> Interesting, this hot topic is slightly related to some elements of the relationship news. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So the hot topic is, should I change for my relationship? Oh, gosh. Wow, there's just so much dirt up and under here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on this then? Yeah, I mean, this is this is so tricky because the answer is yes and the answer is no. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my first reaction is no, it shouldn't change for anybody. But mm. then actually, as you say, there are elements where you do have to change and you do have to be more flexible. I'm yeah. trying to avoid the use of the word compromise because <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was never allowed, that word, in our relationship yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do look over that kind of time, then have I changed for my relationship? Yes, I probably have. Yeah. But I see that as a positive. I see that as a good thing because we have, you know, both changed, we've both grown and we've both developed over the time that we've been together. Yes. I think um, what I'm seeing when we come into a relationship, we have unspoken expectations of what yes. our partner and the relationship will give us. Yes. I think there's a lot of people who, because of our sort of romantic movies and this like weird expectation that the pop culture has given us, makes us think that all we have to do to be happy in life is just get into a relationship, get married, and everything will work out fine. But what I'm seeing is that people really have an expectation for their half puzzle piece to be completed by another puzzle piece. And one of yeah. the biggest things that creates conflict and which does need to change in relationship is an ability to find your own two feet and to be able to stand where you don't need the other person to necessarily complete you mm. or to entertain you or to be the sole source of things that give you affirmation. Yeah. If I realize that I, this is somebody I want to be with, those 15 questions, I get at least 80% yeah. on that quiz. <laughs> but yet I realize they're, they're not going to actually fill all those needs 100%. Where else might I choose consciously to get those needs met elsewhere? In my job, from travel, from my hobbies, from my friends. Mm. So you're saying that one of the reasons that you might need to change 
is if you your expectations of what the relationship is going to give you is wildly different from the reality. So that's a situation where you would need to change. That's like 100% of us. Yeah, yeah. like 100% of us have unrealistic expectations of what a relationship will bring us. Yeah. And so is this important to me where it's a deal breaker? Should I change my expectations mm. for a relationship in a conscious way that still is honest with me and actually makes me a stronger person? Yeah. I think the answer is yes. Mm. Yeah. But there are some areas, I think, where this answer, where the answer is actually still no. So mm. those sorts of things for me would be, you know, so should I change for my relationship? No, if you are compromising your values too much. Ah, uh, yes. No, if you're being asked to do things that don't really sit well with you yeah. or don't make you a happy person. So I think there mm. are some areas where we need to say, well, no, I'm not going to change that mm. part of me for you so I think you know goes back to the beginning there this question absolutely is a yes and a no yeah yeah so how would you advise people to tune into themselves to realize like are these changes that are being called upon that might make them stronger and help them in their growth or is this just something that's a boundary violation that's going to create more conflict how do you think people can kind of assess that so I think there's a few things, aren't there? So that being really, really reflective about what's happening and really asking some of those questions about what do I feel about this situation? Uh, what do I mm. feel about what's being asked of me? How reasonable is it for me to move or change my views on, on this? Mm. What's the trade-off? So if I do change my views or change my ideas around this, what happens as a result of that? So that's then mm, the, the okay. trade-off side. So, uh -huh. and you can then start to kind of tap into, actually, is it going to make me happy long-term? Mm. Or is it okay to make this change because actually I'm not that wedded to it in the first place? Mm. So I think tapping into some of those things and really listening to your own intuition, but also allowing yourself some time to process and percolate and think about it. Yeah, It's interesting. I was having a conversation uh, at the weekend with my partner about how we are good at, if one of us has kind of said something and then we've reflected on it and we've thought about it afterwards and said, oh, well, actually, maybe I, was, I wasn't kind of right in that response. Mm. We will come back and say, actually, when I said that the other day, I probably was a bit too quick or, mm. you know, I maybe didn't consider it as much as I should have done. Now I have and actually my mm. view has changed. So that, you know, there might be a time when, when you make a snap decision and then later on think about and reflect on it and go, mm, actually, it's not that important to me. Mm. So I think it's having that space to be able to process things and, and really take the time to consider how you genuinely feel about something. Oh, that's nice. Actually, I, what I what I take from that is give yourself permission to have like your first sort of knee jerk response. Yeah. And then walk that back if you need to. Yeah. So that you yeah. can tell your partner like, look, I know I sounded like 5000% like convinced <laughs> of this one position. But yeah. I actually realized that. And that takes the skill also of saying, I'm sorry, that's not really an apology per se, but it, it is a walk back. And that can yeah. If you feel safe to be vulnerable in your relationship where you feel safe and they're not going to hold that against you to say, oh, yeah. well, look at you changing your mind again. No, no, no. Yeah. And also, if you are then faced with that and your response is like, oh, well, you've changed your mind. You didn't 
don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, that response go. is never yeah. going to then in the future, if you're faced with that, you're never going to back down. Even if you know that the decision or the choice that you made wasn't the right yeah. one, you're never going to back down from that. If you know you're going to be met with, oh, well, I told you so, or yes. some sort of kind of smart ass comment back you're not going to respond positively to that in the future are you so we have to always think about the responses that we have what behavior does that then generate as a result of that response oh I agree and actually and it's even in medicine and this will terrify some people but (laughs) us doctors oftentimes we don't exactly 100% know what's going on and we'll sort of take the first step at a plan of management we often have to adjust change course depending on new information depending on you know this might terrify people frequently (laughs) I will call a patient back if I've spoken to them and I'll be like you know what I've thought about this further and I want to actually change or adjust now right, I think I've just terrifying. went terrified. <laughs> it is terrifying. But you know, we I mean, are I only trust human the beings. doctor implicitly. <laughs> well, and see, but isn't that funny? And in the doctor-patient relationship, yeah. there's an implicit understanding that the doctor is some sort of weird god with a robot brain, but it even comes into there where like there's never blacks and whites in the medical decision-making process. It's always nuance and Even in my profession, I have to be okay with saying, you know what, I was actually hasty in that. I need to walk that back and let's, I've given it more thought. So what I'm saying is if your doctor can kind (laughs) of like change their mind or, or reflect and come back with a different thought, then so can you in your relationship. (laughs) Absolutely. It does create more trust in the relationship if we can reflect on things and, and then come and kind of change our views I think it creates more trust it allows you to feel like you are you're more thought of I guess in your relationship yeah because this person cares enough about me to have actually walked away thought about it and then come back and said actually I maybe wasn't kind of right in that first response you know it's funny that you say that because whenever I do call my patients back you know, I usually call like five, 10 minutes later. And it's very obvious that I've been just spending time just thinking about that one patient. And yeah. actually, that's so true. They, they're like, Oh, thank you. And they're like, Oh, you've been thinking about me. Yeah. You're, you're so right. And isn't that a beautiful reframe is that I care so much about the outcome. I care so much about your safety, or yeah. your the way you feel that I'm going to sit and ponder on this for a while. Yeah. I'm gonna go to my mountaintop and just think for a bit. Yeah. And the easiest thing to do would be to just ignore the fact that you've thought about things in a different way. That would be the easier option. Yeah. But it's not the right option because the right option is to go back and correct things. Yeah. Gosh, that's beautiful. Mm. I think, you know, if people have troubles sort of making decisions about, you know, we often encourage people, especially those who are very logical and they haven't been given permission to really get into their emotion or their Mm. intuition in terms of their decision making. You know, if you're thinking like, should I change this particular aspect for my relationship? One thing that can be helpful is like, imagine you've made that change or you're making that change. What does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like your heart is open? There's opportunity and energy? Or does it feel like you're being choked, suffocated, or something or attention around your neck. And if you Mm. feel like a tension or a choking, something is being stifled and that may not be a healthy compromise. Yeah. So sometimes it's helpful to tune into your body when you're thinking, should I change Mm. for my relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you think there are any areas where you absolutely shouldn't change for your relationship? Anything that conflicts with your values, Yeah. your core values. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I would say the same. I think anything that 
compromises the essence of who you are. Mm. So if you have a real kind of strong, like for me, I've got a real strong moral compass. Mm. So if somebody was to expect me to change my moral compass, Mm. that would be a kind of non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Now that is so beautiful. Anything that changes the essence of who you are. Yes. Mm. Okay. That's the 16th question on our list. (laughs) (laughs) You need to write to the publisher and be like, your list isn't complete. Yeah. Well, it was a professor from Monmouth University. Oh. That came up with those questions. So I'll go back and say I have one more for you. (laughs) Yeah, just be like, uh, hello, this is totally incomplete. One more. (laughs) The most important. Save the best for last. (laughs) So anything else on this subject then, do you think? No, that's helpful. I think that's a really nice set of tools, you know, compass and guidance for people navigating. It's a very hard, and it comes up in every relationship. Yeah. comes up in every relationship. Yeah. I think the other thing is, you know, like lots of aspects of a relationship really there's no kind of hard and fast. It's never a straight yes or a straight no. Mm. You know, we need that kind of flexibility in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If we are kind of really fixed and firm on things, then that in itself can be a challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, these are very helpful reflections. Yeah. So that's warmed us up for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So would you like a question? Yes, please. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> So, a very interesting question this week. Ah, uh-huh, do tell. Mm. <laughs> I, those eyebrows are raised. I'm curious about what's going on. <laughs> so, my partner of 12 years and the father of my children said he wants two girlfriends to be happy. What should I do? <laughs> Holy shitballs, Sarah. You just like slammed it out of the park. <laughs> You've got such a sassy look on your face. Oh my gosh, this is like the hardest. I tell you what, it has just reminded me of something actually. My ex, when we were married, genuinely said that he would quite like to have a harem. (laughs) 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 And that's just reminded me of that. You know, sometimes you just forget things, don't you? And then something just triggers it. Generally, when I'm recording this podcast, I go, oh, actually, I've just remembered about that. Oh, wait a minute, there was, yeah. This was quite early on in our relationship. I think we were married at the time. So then I used to take the piss out of him quite frequently about it afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. And the good thing is he's just being honest because this is not an unusual thing to actually wish could be possible. Biologically, we are set up to be polygamous. We're we're not biologically uh, made to just have to mate for life. It's interesting though, isn't it? Like my first thought is, where the hell would you get the energy to have like multiple, oh multiple relationships? Like having one is, it takes quite a lot is, of energy yeah. as it is. Why would I want to increase that? <laughs> but the thing is, is that here's the fundamental issue with what I have sort of out of the gate with this is that you're saying that because you're thinking about, I'm going to have to find time and juggling all the responsibilities of the household. You and I both know of an instance where somebody was like, I'm just going to go check out and go find a girlfriend. But yet the spouse at home is then expected to keep up with all the household, the, the raising the children, while their partner goes and pursues their little passion project of lust and amour. I mean, it is exhausting if you assume that you're not just going to be let loose to sort of like go off and uh, run wild and rampant with another partner. Yeah. 
I'm obviously like this shirking responsibilities thing is something that gets under my skin. <laughs> like, sure, go find a girlfriend, but like, I still need you to do all the chores and make sure that you're, you know, making sure the kids are going to school and whatever. So like, you do you, but don't shirk the duties. This is a definite triggering question. Yeah, I think for me, I don't know that I could be in a relationship and share somebody. Yeah. So I think I would struggle sharing my partner with somebody else. Yeah. So for me, I think this would be a... I would also raise the question as well, like, why do you feel like it's necessary? What is it that you feel like you're missing? Mm -hmm. Where has this need come from? Because clearly they've got, you know, they've been together for 12 years, right? Yeah. Why is this suddenly coming up now? It sounds to me like there's a bit of midlife crisis going on there. But I mean, to be honest, I actually think this is probably more normal than not. I actually think this is probably on the minds of most people, the thing they'll never want to say out loud. I actually think this is a very, very common sentiment that we're so biologically driven to want variety. Yeah, I'm not sure I buy that. <laughs> I think that we have a biological drive to variety, but yet then our frontal lobe sort of starts to weigh in all the options to say that, you know, to create a home together and to create a life and a legacy together that most people envision is that most people require monogamy in order to sort of make that long story arc happen. So I agree with what you're saying is I think we have a biological drive, but most couples may find that incorporating polyamory can sometimes disrupt their long-term plan to like raise the children and this home, this legacy. Some people are inherently polyamorous and they do very, and there are communities and there's people who set up beautiful relationships with each other with, as we've said before, very strict boundaries. It's not just like polyamory is not just sort of go wild. It is boundaries and rules and contracts of behavior and stuff like that. Yeah. And I get that. I guess the thing that I disagree with is that it's more normal than, than you think. So for um, me, so my interpretation is that it's not as normal I don't know anybody that's oh. in a relationship with more than one person oh yes but do they think it and do they wish it that's mm. where I think that's very it's actually very normal like if you could propose to people without any consequences negative consequences you could have another partner and you could keep the same life that you have with this partner and you could have one or more girlfriends sexual partners etc I'm willing to bet that people be like, hell yes. <laughs> if there were no negative consequences, if it didn't disrupt your primary relationship, I think people would be like, hell yes. I think it we have a such definite, a drive to variety. <laughs> it was a definite no for us. I shared this question with my partner oh. before we started recording this. And it was a no from both of us. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I love this. You know, we've been finally waiting for that time where we're like, hell no. <laughs> I do not see your point of view. I love this. And so you know what's beautiful <laughs> is that the truth lies within both of our viewpoints. Yeah. There are people who are going to be like, hell no, I've never even thought about it. I, I don't yeah. desire that. And there's other people who will be like, yeah, I do desire that. And yeah. this is such a beautiful question for that reason. Mm. The thing for me that comes up is the person's asking the question, therefore they already know the answer. Mm. You wouldn't be asking the question if you didn't already know the answer. So I think this person that has written this question does feel challenged by the situation and it isn't something that they particularly want. That is and true. And they're seeking that validation that their yes. viewpoint is correct. Yes. Oh, no, without a doubt, 100%. And you can see in this relationship, one person says, I want this. And the other yeah. person is like, hell no. But what can often happen is because we fear losing somebody, Mm. A lot of people, like the person asking this question, will agree to this, 
Yeah. And completely have their values and their essence trampled upon yeah. because they fear that if they say no to their partner, yeah. and if they say, no, I will not let you go off and have two girlfriends, that I'm going to lose them. Yeah. And this is where actually getting really confident to say, no, this, number one, this is what I feel. I think the person knows, but I don't think they know they know right now. Yeah. Oh, I do totally agree with that. Yeah. And, and, you know, this links back to the hot topic, though. So should I change for my relationship? Well, not if it's something that makes you deeply unhappy. Absolutely. And I think it sounds like for this person, they feel that saying yes in this situation would make them deeply unhappy. And that's if monogamy is a value of yours. Yeah. And this is something that I always encourage people, like, is monogamy a value because it was told that in society good people are monogamous? Or if you truly down into yourself, realize that I am my best relationship, I show up the best if our relationship is monogamous, and I'm going to put a stake in the ground and say, my value is monogamy. And if you can actually step into that and just reflect on it, then that is what it is. I'm putting that stake in the ground. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I'm going to say so am I. And that has been something that I've had to consider. I My circumstances are such that I've actually had to consider this. Mm. So honesty to yourself, I think, is the most important thing. Yeah. I think also in this day and age, there's a lot of pressure to be polyamorous or to have an open relationship. A lot of people are hearing about open relationships. And if you get really clear on your values and say, oh, sure, okay, yeah, actually, because I can see where it could benefit me. That's one mm. position statement. Or if you're like, hell no, <laughs> then stand up and say that. But you can always sit, get in with your values and then yeah. respond in a way that is true to you. Yeah. And if it's a hell no. Yeah, mine's a hell no. And that's yeah. not one of the things I would change my mind on either. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Wonderful, beautiful. And that means you'd never entertain a trial of something like, oh, okay, sure, we can try it out. You'd never do that and just enter into this real unhappy stage of doing something and compromising where it's just so in conflict in violation of your values. No, so I personally wouldn't. What I would say to the person that's written this question is, though, if that is something that is for you and you, it is something you want to consider then there's no reason why you shouldn't consider it or why you shouldn't be open to it. So if it is something that you've got a genuine interest in trying out, then by all means, go for it. But I think really take that time to consider yeah. what would this mean for me? What would change and how would I feel about that change? And a lot of these come in where like one person is asking for permission to have multiple partners where the other person just stays home. Mm. and doesn't have any fun. So if you think about this and think of all the opportunities this may open up for you, and if you feel excited by the opportunities, because let's be honest, it doesn't make any sense unless you're thinking of what am I actually interested in having multiple partners? Like, yeah. if you see opportunity in this, and if this opens up things that you wanted to do, mm. bucket list items on your list, yeah. then think about like, well, what's the opportunity? What's in it for me? Yeah. How is this a win-win? What do I get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm feeling that this person wants to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that same feeling too. <laughs> yeah. And we're giving them permission to say hell no. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If it's not something that makes you happy, then you should yeah. definitely say no. Yes. And then it's for the other person to decide, well, is this primary relationship the thing that is important for me? Or is my value for variety so strong that I need mm. to find that in yeah. another relationship? But at least there's conscious choice. Yeah. And they've certainly got an um, interesting time ahead discussing it and agreeing <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get to some sort of common ground. <laughs> oh, how that doesn't involve like throwing teacups around. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it's an interesting dinner conversation. 
Oh my God. <laughs> sure. It's not just one conversation, right? It's a no. long, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, what do you think would be helpful for this person to help them center and to get really in their power seat in negotiating this? For the person requesting it or the person replying to the request? Uh, the person replying to the request. Yeah. I think it's being really comfortable with the decision that you're making and that you're conveying to the other person. So whichever way it is, whether it's a yes or a no, um, it's being really comfortable about that decision, why you've reached it and why it's important to you mm-hmm. and then being able to share that yeah. and being comfortable that once you've shared it, the results may not be as you would like them to be. Oh, Yeah. And the hard thing is a lot of people make a decision here because they're fearful of the outcome. They don't want to lose their relationship. They'll do anything to save their relationship. But if that relationship isn't a relationship that makes you happy because you haven't a compromise beyond belief, Mm. then why would you want to be in a relationship that makes you unhappy and puts you in that position? Yes. So I've never been a subscriber to a kind of anybody's better than nobody. So Mm. if they're not the right person, if that relationship is not working for you, if that doesn't make you happy, then it's important to phase up to that. Yeah, gosh. But I know saying that, I know that it's difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've had this conversation before about being in a relationship that maybe wasn't where you wanted it to be and still staying with that. Yeah. Because it is a difficult thing. Yeah. We are thinking of this person. We are indeed. Ah, yeah. It kind of weighs heavy, I think, this question. Yes, it does. Mm. Yeah. Because there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more behind it. There is. Mm. And it's a beautiful opportunity for somebody to really learn who they are. But there can be devastating, it can be a devastating time. Yes. But I think it's also, it's about thinking about the longer term view, isn't it? So Mm. I think there's something about the price that you can pay today, but the outcome in the future is much greater. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we've suddenly gone very deep and very thoughtful on this it. question today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're feeling how heavy this is and how yeah. this is putting on the brave pants, as it we is. like to say. Yeah. It's putting on the brave pants. It is. And I think just never do something that's against your own will. Yeah. Because it won't, it might be, this is where it's kind of easier in the short term, but it doesn't bring you long term happiness. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. And best of luck. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Reach out to supports to be able yeah. to start to reflect and get clear on what your values are and, and mm. really where you stand. This is the hardest step is to be very honest with yourself and resist the pressure to capitulate or be cool for somebody else. Yeah. Put that stake in the ground. Yeah. Oh, mm. Sarah, hello. Well, that was quite a week. (laughs) That was quite a week. Gosh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Always an interesting one. (laughs) Always an interesting thing. I feel if we had this particular question in France, it would hit totally differently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking of, you know, uh, where, you know, prime ministers are like, or presidents, I should say, are like completely fine to, you know, like, Ah, (laughs) well there are certain cultures aren't there that do kind of lend themselves to having different views right so you know in some cultures it's almost a given that you'll have a wife and a mistress or a fair exactly and then it just comes down to values we're like well (laughs) yeah but the key thing is whatever the choice is is that you're both happy about it I think that's the key thing yeah absolutely. so there's no kind of judgment or Anything like that is just about, does that decision make you happy or not? Does it make you both happy? I agree. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I just want a croissant and a thick French dessert right now. I don't know why, because it's been like a, this has been really intense. I feel like I need a good sugar hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a week, Sarah. This has been great. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, till next time. Till next time. Yeah. Absolutely. Same time next week. Well, we'll <laughs> hear about your restaurant escapades. Yes, that'll have been out by then. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just give us all the details. Oh, yeah. Just the thought of somebody else cooking me dinner is amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and doing the dishes. Yeah. Yes. And getting dressed up, getting dressed up oh. and putting some makeup on and perfume. Oh, yes. Can't wait. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I'll have forgotten how to do it. I'll have forgotten how to wear. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get put makeup on and how to be yes. out in public <laughs> yes exactly we're going to be talking to each other as if we're on zoom calls do you know the highlight of my weekend was going out for a walk and getting a coffee <laughs> it's like yes i've suddenly yes. become very excited about getting a latte <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> that's what life has come to <laughs> it's a, it's our prison break yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that's so funny. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, enjoy. Well, yes, you we shall um, speak next week. Sounds good. See you then. Bye. Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time. <laughs>